재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 That was a whole epiphany like kind of changed my whole mindset There's a big risk, but at the same time, it's one of those things where if you don't do it, you're going to spend the rest of your life wondering what would have happened. So, of course, I had to do it. The expression, home is where the heart is, came to mind. I'm already settled down here because, you know, my family's here. Why here? It's the question we've been asking week after week, and we've gotten a whole bunch of different answers in different voices from expats across the board. We ask interesting professionals, visitors, expats, why they've chosen to make a life in Korea and why they are pursuing their passion here in particular. The person who has been going out and asking the question all of these weeks is our colleague GP, and he's got another voice here in the studio today. Hey, GP. Kurt. I look forward to this every week. I mean, all of them, of course, but this week in particular, I'm really looking forward because uh, you this recommended t- this guy. I did. I okay. Yeah. This topic really interests me because it kind of borders on on voodoo, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it, mind control it. and the power of suggestion and all of that. Uh, the power of suggestion. You know, I, I'm still on the fence about whether that's a real thing, but talking to Gabriel Dye, our motivational hypnotist that we're going to be hearing from in a second is, um, you know, I'm, I'm really like, I'm quite persuaded. I was wondering though, we've talked to some 40, I think 45 maybe individuals mm. over the course of why here, some live even. Um, do you have a favorite that rings out in your head? I'll give you some time to think about that. That's a big question, mm. right? So let's get to that after we hear from um, Gabriel Dye. And it's obvious like you, know, you have an interest in hypnotism. So I'm assuming correctly, am I assuming correctly that you believe it might actually work? I I yes, I do believe so for several reasons. I saw a hypnotism show in college and they took some just very average people that I knew, students, friends, and had them, you know, dancing around and clucking like chickens and things like that. Just general humiliation. <laughs> Mild humiliation. I don't think it was it wasn't anything really just good fun. And um I've read into some of this stuff. I mean, this all extends out of uh, neurolinguistic programming, NLP and all of that stuff. And I do believe that um it it has power. We invest language with power, and a hypnotist just kind of steers that power around. And we're actually going to be hearing a little bit about uh, the reasoning for why Gabriel Dye thinks it's wor- it works. Um, I actually asked him to set up today's segment for us. Would everyone please place your feet flat on the floor? Thank you. Rest your backs comfortably against the backs of your chairs. Perfect. Would you please extend both of your arms straight out in front of you? Elbows straight. Very good. I want you to imagine that attached to your right wrist is a string, and attached to that string is a huge helium balloon. In a moment, you're going to feel that balloon start to pull your hand higher and higher and higher. My name is Gabriel Dye, a motivational hypnotist, and you're listening to Why Here. Wasn't that cool? That was cool. (laughs) Yeah. I was expecting like this artificial soothing tone. Kind of like the one I put on all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That radio voice, right? Yeah. um, Yeah, it was very, very normal, natural. He said, uh, nope, that's exactly what he sounds like. That's how he does it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's also an occasional actor and gypsy guitar enthusiast. I believe he's a member of a band as well. And he had a part in um, Descendants of the Sun. Stop it. Yeah. uh, I I haven't watched the series because... 
Um, I'm afraid that if I do, I won't stop watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you is seen there it? a subtitled uh, version out there to get oh, your hands I'm, on? I'm absolutely sure that yeah. you could go about finding a version I totally... in less than legal means. <laughs> yeah. But has it been even subtitled is what I'm, I'm asking. Oh, I'm for sure because this is getting exported everywhere, right? Yeah. I've talked to tourists who are like, oh, yeah, send to the sun, blah, 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 okay. right? It's, it's everywhere. And he was actually um, the bad guy's right-hand man. So he's an actor, a model, da-da-da-da-da. Let's uh, go back to that question I posited earlier. Do you have time to think about it? Who was your, um, or not favorite, but was there something memorable about this segment Why here over the last 45 or so guests? Well, I think it's... Um it's somewhat reassuring because I am one of those expats who's making his life in Korea. And to hear that other people have made that decision successfully and in a fulfilling way uh, is quite a shot in the arm. Um, some of, I think you had a guest that was like a, she's a YouTube star. Oh, yes. Megan Bowen, 저는 미국 사람. 저는 미국 사람. That was very interesting. I oh, think yeah. this one has a potential to be one of my favorites too Absolutely. because of the subject matter. Uh, I remember one of the um, earlier ones, uh, Professor Hosaka Yuji, and he just said, uh, you know, why is it always about what country you're from? Why isn't it about being a good citizen of the world? And I've kind of held on to that one. And in recent memory, Jackie uh, Carrillo, mm-hmm. uh, LGBTQIA. Uh, yeah, that was one of the better ones, too, because uh, that provided a lot of resources uh, and and kind of encouragement for people that might really badly need it, someplace to turn to. It can be difficult in any society to exist as an LGBT person, but uh, particularly here, where you are not only an expat, but this is a, a conservative society. So that was a very good one, too. Absolutely. We got, um, actually, the Yonsei, um, Yonsei University, one of their uh, student help centers, got in touch with us via email about making that a resource. So I sent them the download link. Mm. You, If you want to listen to it, catch it on our podcast. Uh, just type in TBS EFM Koreascape, and you can you got to go back a few months. I think yeah. maybe just two months and find Jackie Carrillo Y here. Absolutely a great one. Incidentally, before we get back to Gabriel Dai here, one of the reasons we're kind of waxing reflectively about the past of Y here is that this is GP's last installment of Why Here. He's moving on to greater venues, uh, different horizons, different projects. He's being very cagey about telling me what that is. But uh, this is the last installment, so we're all a bit uh, a bit misty-eyed about the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe I'll be on a Why Here at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you will be the subject of a Why Here. Why exactly. Here. <laughs> okay, uh, right, back, back to Gabriel Dye. Gabriel Dye. Let's rewind the hands of time to nearly a decade ago and get some context uh, behind Gabriel's story. So I graduated from university uh, as a journalism major, and I worked at a newspaper for a short while and uh, realized it wasn't for me. So a few months later, I realized I wanted to get out of the country because at that point I had only been to um, Canada twice. I was from Boston, so it's not really much of a trip. I wanted to get out of the country, wanted to try working somewhere else, and I googled working in another country, and on the first or second page I saw Korea, and I was like, all right, let's do it. And I came uh, as an English teacher, worked as an English teacher for five years, living an easy breezy life. So I was like, why move? And then I started finding other opportunities, the acting and modeling. Yeah, man, goes by quick. Hey, we're journalists. Isn't that funny? That is funny. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> acting and modeling. Yeah, I've, you know, I've met this guy. He's uh, not a bad looking guy. 
You know, he's a very chiseled kind of, you know, exactly the kind of guy you would expect to be doing acting and modeling. Yeah, he's quite handsome. And then, of handsome. course, he's got this whole layer of hypnotism talent, uh, which is pretty... Not something you really expect, right? Yeah. It uh, kind of started off as a, a party trick. Well, I think we're going to hear about that in a bit. Um, and he said he, he searched working abroad and then saw Korea. It just feels like... The Korean government or whoever the powers that be are just buying ad space. Mm. It's become so synonymous with working abroad, especially for, if you're from North America, that people assume by default if you say, oh, I'm going to go teach abroad, well, if, oh, unless it's for like the Peace Corps, mm-hmm. right? Oh, of course you're going to Korea, right? Oh, is that right? It's just, yeah, it's so Korea prevalent. is the magnet now, kind of. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's just becoming like assumed that you're teaching in Korea. If you're abroad. And actually, um, when I was talking to him, you know, afterwards, I turned off the mic and I found out more about his timeline. Uh, his timeline, my timeline echoes his. We both spent five years in teaching, uh, searching for new passions. We mm-hmm. actually both went through the visa point system. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so he says that eventually the goal was to work with his wife together. They created a clothing website, which is actually how he started modeling and getting approached by agents and eventually ending up on Descendants of the Sun and uh, doing what he's doing now in some sense. He married a Korean? Yes, he did. Hmm. Uh, Let's get to what he's currently doing and how he dipped his toes into that. In high schools in the U.S., there's generally, like proms and sort of lock-in grad nights and stuff, they'll have a hypnotist. So ours did too. This was the first time I'd ever seen it live, and I was completely blown away. I basically couldn't sleep. I was so intrigued by what had happened. So I, I went online and uh, looked for some hypnosis inductions. I tried it on my brother, and it didn't work because we couldn't take it seriously. We were just, like, you know, giggling like schoolgirls. So we took a break. We tried it again. Pretty soon, he couldn't say his own name, and he couldn't bend his own arm. Fast forward about a year or so, and I saw another hypnotist in my first year in university and was re-blown away. So I went to the university library, found that there was a medical hypnosis section. So hypnosis for dentistry, for pain relief. And I read through all the books in between classes and sometimes during classes. But that's how I learned. And I started doing it on friends and acquaintances. And people would, you know, if we were out at night, someone would say, hey, this guy's a hypnotist. So people would come and want to try it. So I, I always sort of kept it as a skill that I had. But I'd never intended to do it professionally or even shows because I was always kind of turned off by the typical stage show. But uh, two years ago, I came across this guy, Anthony Gailey, on YouTube. And Anthony Gailey is a motivational hypnotist. He's a corporate speaker. So he'll speak to companies, uh, do their keynotes and stuff. So he'll have like a 20-minute presentation on goal setting or whatever. Um, And then he'll do a demonstration of hypnosis relating back to his message. Just not the cheesy stuff I was used to seeing. No one was embarrassed. And basically, the first video I saw on YouTube of Anthony's my jaw dropped and I was like, oh, that's my future career. That's what I'm going to do. I was able to combine my love for hypnosis and education. The um, person he mentioned there, Anthony Gailey, he actually got in touch with him. Mm-hmm. And um, after a lot of persistence, they're now friends. He's now his mentor. Initially, he just, uh, Anthony Gailey just responded with, I guess, like the thumbs up yeah. button through yeah. uh, the messenger application. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Gabriel, he, he does shows. He does hypnotism shows uh, over in Hibangchon on a regular, semi-regular basis. So there's an opportunity to catch him over there. Yeah, we're going to be hearing about what to expect um, if you go to that in a moment. But actually, 
that whole reasoning, the, everything he explained, combining hypnosis with uh, motivation, that powerful message is one of the main reasons that he's still here. Mm-hmm. So he's developing his ability to speak and things like that. That and he and his wife share this really active partnership that a lot of times you don't see. And I, I understand people who don't want to do that. People who are like, oh, I like to keep uh, um, what I do you know, at work or what I do professionally separate from my personal life. I know people, I know couples who are both into fitness, but very separately. Sure. Separate idioms. Yeah. And uh, he and his wife, I know they do things like, um, I was talking to them about uh, free diving. You know what free diving is? Isn't that when you jump off a cliff and... Um, uh, Oh, are you talking about out of a plane? No, no, no. That's, uh, that's, I think it's kind of, I think it's free diving, but it's um, diving into the water with a, like kind of like similar to snorkel gear uh-huh. and no scuba tank, a little bit like the um, the Hino down in Jeju free dive. They yes, free yeah, dive for yeah, seafood. They, all that's the time. exactly it. But they t- they talk about going like ten meters and like I think twenty meters down, and mm. there's a certification. And he's talking to me about that, and I was like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah, they've right? got lungs like hot water bottles, basically. Yeah. They so can, yeah, he uh, he's able to combine two loves there. Um, you know, both motivational speaking and hypnotism, and that helps you to stay sharp. It helps you to make sure that you don't get bored with one hobby. And yeah, I, I try to do that when I can, but yep. it's kind of weird to combine fitness and radio. Have you, <laughs> you could do fitness radio, you know, guide people through their morning oh, workout. What could yeah. be more boring? What could be more boring than hearing people talk about fitness? It's something you do, right? <laughs> yeah, just do it. I think I heard somebody say that once. Uh, I'm I'm trying to take up music, learn music, like music theory. Yeah, you uh, play like a plethora, like an orchestra. Well, I have you? a couple of instruments. Uh, there's no guarantee that I play them, though. But I'm working on that. Uh, that's a good way to keep the mind kind of um, sharp and limber, or at least to work towards that goal, you know? So what's your favorite instrument, then? I am trying to uh, learn all my scales on a tenor saxophone right now. Okay. And uh, the neighbors love it. <laughs> yeah, I get thank you letters every day. Really, they're 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 happy about it. All right, then the opposite question. Uh, so, what's what instrument that if I heard you play, I would be like, Kurt, maybe you should stop. Probably, I have a keyboard, like a piano keyboard. You'd probably ask me to stop. If, okay, with that yeah, uh, that's not that exciting. I was expect- yeah. expecting something obscure. I don't have weird, you know, weird quote unquote weird things like oboes and French horns <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, that's about it. That's my horizon. I've got uh, just those couple of instruments. So, yeah, um, I've tried to read into the, all of this hypnotism stuff that Gabriel's an expert on, uh, the, the, you know, Richard Bandler and Milton Erickson and all of these old hypnotism books. It really is. You can name hypnotists off the top of your head. That's impressive. I've tried to read into it. Um, you know, it's interesting stuff. And they talk about all of this, the pace of syllables and all of this uh, and the language in which they write is very peculiar. Um, it is itself hypnotic language. So um, it's, I, I admire Gabriel for getting his head around it. Yeah, it's actually, uh, since I haven't been to a show, it seems like you have. Um, I asked him, what can we expect if we were to actually go to one of his shows? I knew how to hypnotize. You know, I could do it in any environment, but I had never put on a show because I just didn't think I could get the audience in Korea. The amount of work that goes into you know, advertising to the foreign community, it always seemed like too much for me to do. But I realized that if I didn't take that step, there was no way I was going to progress. There's no way I was going to get to this sort of motivational speaking, you know, a la Anthony Gailey. So I bit the bullet and I put on a show. It, it went well. I, I've been doing it for a year now. That's it. Yeah. Now I, I, I just, I'm just going through the process of trying to make all this work. 
So I refer to myself as a motivational hypnotist. So when I speak for a group or a company, generally I, I go for sort of creating drive in your life, how to be more driven. It, when I do a show in Itaewon or Hebangchon, it's a bit different because if I advertise it as a presentation or, you know, a keynote, no one's going to go. <laughs> like, who's, who's going to go watch something that's titled, uh, you know, a pre- hypnosis presentation on a Saturday night? So I call it a show, but I still have elements of the motivation in there. On stage, once we're into the show, here's what you can expect. People forgetting their own names. No matter how hard you try, you cannot say your own name. You have people who hallucinate. You have people who um, forget numbers. You have people who, who they're, they're stuck to a water bottle, bottle and it floats them around the room. Because in that moment, their brain has latched onto the idea that what I've said is true. And they're acting accordingly. So if you can understand that by feeding your brain the ideas that you want it to latch onto, you can really uh, get some powerful results. Right? So, so everything is a metaphor. So forgetting your own name... It's a good illustration of how if I wake up every morning and I tell myself that I want to do X, Y, Z, eventually my brain will accept that and my subconscious will move me in the direction of of that goal. Your brain latches on to the ideas that you feed it. Sounds right. Um, Also works the opposite way. So if you feed it negative thoughts, you're going to latch on to those. Kurt, what ideas do you feed your brain? Well, it's like I was saying before, language is utterly important. The way you talk to yourself. In fact, there's a good book out there called uh, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Uh, I had a friend recently I was talking to. He said, I'm a failure. And I I said, how can you say that? You know, he's not a failure. Um, But uh, this or that that you did did not turn out exactly the way you intended from the start. But look at these other things, and, and you, there's no way that, uh, that you're, you are a failure. You can adjust the language, and just by pivoting the language of it, you can take so much weight off of your shoulders that way. I absolutely believe that to be true. And uh, what do you try to feed our listeners' brains? Because this is, a, unfortunately, radio is a one-way conversation. It doesn't have to be, though, if you tweet in or uh, <laughs> send us a message on Facebook. Right to the end. GP is calling for the tweets. I admire it. All right. Uh, but what do you try to feed our listeners? For me, I'm always trying to tell our listeners that, uh, you know, think outside the box a little bit. If you're unhappy, change it. Uh, don't be a permanent tourist in Korea. Yeah. You know, have a life here. That's super important. And uh, there's the concept of breaking the log jam. If you are completely blocked in whatever it is, your thinking or your career or whatever, there's the concept of exploding the log jam. It comes from the old days when they would send logs down the river and they would get stuck. They would have to lose some of their log inventory and use dynamite and just blow it up and destroy the logs, and then the logs can get flowing again. So metaphorically in your life, sometimes you've got to destroy that log jam. Quit the job, move to where you're going, leave the person who is stymieing you, break up or whatever, make a big change, and just jump into it. Yeah, that log jam is, is a rather violent metaphor, Kurt. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't use actual dynamite. That you know, We're not using actual dynamite. It's of a course, metaphor. Of course, right? But he said, um, Gabriel said, if I didn't take that step, and for, for me, that step was uh, quitting a safer job. I, I spent five years in teaching before uh, moving on to the things that, that have led me where I am now. Uh, I'd be remiss not to mention that he hypnotizes out of Camerata Music Studio in HBC. Audience mm-hmm. ranges from 30 to 75 attendees. Great little space. All right, 10,000 won per person. Comes with a free drink. And as always, you know, I asked Gabriel what his toughest challenge was, driving attention towards what he's doing, he says. He's still working on ways to do that, so I asked him what advice he had for greener expats. 
I don't know if I'm qualified to give anyone advice, so I'll imagine that I'm giving my, my younger self advice. The first thing I would say is have a project. Have a project that will send you in the direction you want to go in life. And if you don't have a direction, have a project anyway so that at least, at least you're creating something, at least you're doing something, because it's very easy to float here and to go out and drink and just sort of you know spend your life on YouTube and Reddit and all that stuff. Especially the foreigners that I know mostly fall into the English teacher category. My younger self had a, very much had a lack of direction and came here because he didn't know what else to do. And I feel like other people might be in that situation. So have a project. And there are plenty of groups in Korea that will help you get where you want to be. So there are writers groups, there are entrepreneur, entrepreneurial groups, there are groups for actors, there are groups for, for, for whatever. Find a group, have a project, basically start doing something outside of, of teaching because it's not really a resume builder. So have a project. Easy to drink and spend your life on YouTube. Truer words were never spoken. (laughs) (laughs) A warning to heed. Oh, yeah, that's unfortunately uh, true. You know, it's the the availability is right there. The technology is there. The complacency is within us, though. Mm. He said um, it's not a resume builder, right? If you're a career teacher, great. It is a resume builder. It absolutely is. And I'd say it's a relatively slim portion of the overall teacher population that really has this as their career target. They're getting higher and higher levels of teacher certification. They're attaining higher levels like being a professor and so on. Uh, but I think for the va- I, I've never been a teacher. I don't want to speak for them. But for the vast majority of teachers, it seems like this is a stepping stone, right? It was for me. And you know, you, there comes a time when you need to make room for those who are passionate about it because, you know, a lot of times when you, if you do something that doesn't really, like, matter that much, like, you you know, there's no one suffering, but if you can improve the lives of children by making way for a more passionate teacher, mm. why wouldn't you think yeah. about them first, yeah. right? I've heard you say that before. You know, there's one important question that goes unanswered here. Uh, did he hypnotize you, GP? <laughs> he was absolutely enchanting, and I'm talking about him on the radio, so I guess that's a, a big win yeah, for him, right? But, but you didn't do like a formal session of any kind? No, no. You know what? I'm not in a position to ask someone to perform something that they make money off of on me for my like giggles. Okay, that's yeah. your story, and I felt, you're sticking to yeah, it. Yeah, I All felt right. like I was insulting him by doing that. So if people want to uh, get to know this guy a little bit more and his upcoming schedule, where do they go? GabrielDye.com. That's D-Y-E. And that's going to put a period on the sentence for why here and GP's involvement in it has been an awesome run, GP. Best of luck to you in the next iteration. The real thanks goes to all of our wonderful guests over the past year. Yes, indeed. All right. And that'll bring Koreascape to a close for today. Our show is uh, produced by P.D. Neem Violola. <laughs> I, I forget her name sometimes. Associate production by Jamie Lee. Writing by G.P. Wen. Right next to me, I'm Kurt Asian. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Koreascape. Tomorrow we've got Local Eats and Health Mirror. If you're in Seoul, Amy in the Morning is up next. And in Gwangju or Yosu, Hello Korea is up next.